For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to The Kelly Green Show. E-A-T-L-E-S-E-O's! This podcast is powered by Eagle Maven of Sports Illustrated. A bunch of underdogs. And you know what an underdog is? It's a hungry dog. Hungry dogs run fast. And that's this team. Here's your host, Football Kelly. All right, Birds fans, this is Connor from Eagles Unfiltered here, and we have a surprise for you. We have agreed to a sponsorship with Manscaped, and that comes with a promo code that you can benefit from. Enough letting your long cocks hide behind that Sumalu bush. Take care of your Dickerson and protect it from sweat by using promo code GOBIRDS for 20% off your order plus free shipping on Manscaped.com. That's 20% off your order plus free shipping on all Manscaped products by using promo code GOBIRDS. That's capitalized everything, G-O-B-I-R-D-S. No spaces at all, GOBIRDS. Slay your lady with a clean balls act and enjoy Manscaped's miles of products through Eagles Unfiltered Sponsorship. A deal so good, it hurts. Again, head to manscaped.com and say GOBIRDS for 20% off plus free shipping. Your balls will thank you. Welcome back to the Kelly Green Show. I am your host, Football Kelly. For the next episode of Know Your Enemy, I'll be chatting with Arrowhead Reports Deputy Editor Jordan Foote. Jordan, how are you? Kelly, I'm good. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Oh, it is my pleasure. I think it's really important to know your enemy, to get a sense of what they're dealing with, what you know their week-to-week has been like you know, so far in the season and, and getting to talk to well-informed people about who is coming to Philadelphia and where we're going to in, you know, the course of the season is so important to the aspect of whether a win or loss could be had for Eagles fans. Uh, I know listeners are definitely curious to know what's been going on with the Chiefs. So before we get into everything, Jordan, why don't you talk a little bit about, you know, how you have covered the team and in what capacity you've been uh, staying on their day-to-day situation? Yeah, absolutely. So um, luckily, Joshua Briscoe is the head over at uh, Sports Illustrated's Arrowhead Report. So he gets to do all the boring stuff. Um, He lets me do the fun stuff, like write columns and um, do fun stuff that's team-related like that. So really just 
day-to-day keeping up with um, news and injuries and stuff like that. And then game day, obviously pumping out a ton of content, but during the week, really besides keeping up with pressers and doing news stories, just kind of observing what's going on with the team and writing about it and putting my own spin on it, which I think is um, really fun. So there's someone overhead me that gets to kind of do the, the site wide stuff um, and then I go through it with a fine tooth comb and I think I get to have a little bit more fun, which is nice. This is a big game, whether Eagles fans are excited about the potential matchup with the Chiefs and, and Patrick Mahomes first, you know, facing him in a, in a game um, or just the fact that Andy Reid hasn't played in Philadelphia since he was the head coach here. So kind of a homecoming. I'm expecting Eagles fans to be excited to see Andy Reid again. He had a medical scare last week. Uh, can you talk a little bit about, you know, how he's been and, and what the current updates have been about, you know, his progress uh, so far this week? Yeah, absolutely. So um, Andy was, he left the game right after he like addressed the team or whatever he usually does and then left in an ambulance. And I think that kind of naturally scared people. Um, Cause he hasn't always had perfect health and he is 63 or however old he is. So I think the ambulance thing was really just to get him out of the stadium quicker because traffic, it usually takes like a half hour to get out. Um, so that was really what I think it was for. Obviously no one asked him about that, but um, he was treated for dehydration. I think he just had a rough day and, and wasn't drinking enough Gatorade or water, or whatever happened. It was hot outside um, kind of, uncharacteristically hot for this time in September. It usually cools down a couple weeks earlier than it did um, in Kansas City. So Andy is doing better. He um, returned to the like team facility and everything full go on Wednesday. Um, Tuesday did some work. So he is good to go and back said that he is feeling healthy. He looks good. So um, albeit a scary moment and everyone kind of reiterated on Sunday afternoon slash night that he was in good spirits, but um, stayed in the hospital for a little bit and now doing a heck of a lot better. Yeah, that's great to hear, you know, everybody in Philadelphia, whether you had, you know, negative feelings uh, at any point during the t- course of his time in Philadelphia. He and the city of Philadelphia have such love and respect for one another. I think that the fan base all reacted like, holy crap, like, hope he's okay. Like everybody was, you know, sending him thoughts and prayers. And so it's just great to hear that, you know, he's back at it. He's, you know, putting together his game plan and nothing has changed uh, in the course of the week for him to potentially not be able to show up and, and give his best performance uh, against the Eagles, even though that sounds counterproductive. Um, Philadelphia really does love and embrace Andy Reid after so many years of uh, being the coach here. Um, should be an interesting response. I think that I think particularly Eagles fans will embrace him and and welcome him back and you know give him a standing ovation just after the incredible you know seasons he's had in Kansas City since leaving the Eagles. We had such success with him early on uh, in the McNabb days. So very much a, a Hall of Fame type level coach uh, that everybody should appreciate um, when he comes to Philadelphia for the first time since he was the head coach here. 
the Chiefs and the Eagles are kind of in this similar situation, probably not something that people are really thinking about, but they both have a one and two start to to start the season. What's caused the biggest issues for the Chiefs and their losses so far? Yeah, Kelly, first and foremost, the uh, the defense has been bad, like arguably the worst in the league bad. And it's had some rough starts before. It's had some rough finishes before. But um, this is the first time in a while that there may not be a quick solution for it. Um, there may not be a solution in general. I don't think that it's going to be this bad all year. Um, but when you're giving up that many yards and like 30 plus points and you're not generating turnovers and stuff like that, even in the Ravens game, when they did have a couple turnovers and a pick six, it just wasn't enough. But offensively, um, the Chiefs, obviously, they're going to move the ball well. They're going to score touchdowns. They're like a top three offense in a DVOA this year. That's not the problem, but they're just playing sloppy football. And that applies on both sides. They haven't been tackling. Um, they've had miscommunications defensively, offensively, a lot of miscommunication. The new offensive line has been a little bit shaky at times, and then it's had brilliant moments. So inconsistency there was expected. Um, really, turnovers on offense have kind of dug the Chiefs a grave. And people bring up their one or two plays away from 0-3. They're also a couple plays away from three and oh, like in that Ravens game in the second half, Patrick Mahomes had a really bad uh, interception. Then Clyde Edwards Hilaire, as they were driving down the field, fumbled um, in that game. Then against Chargers, Mahomes had a no look pass that was intercepted. Uh, Most of that's on the receiver. Some of that is on him for being a little extra, I would say, with that. Uh, But he also had a miscommunication with Travis Kelsey that got intercepted at the end. Clyde Edwards-Lair fumbled again. Tyreek Hill fumbled. Um, So the Chiefs just, when you turn the ball over in those moments and that many times, you're not going to beat good teams. And the Chiefs have faced three um, playoff caliber teams. So really, it's not like a uh, personnel slash talent issue. Some of the defense is, but most of it's just been executing, which is why I think three games in, that's why they're below 500. Yeah, I totally respect that analysis of where the Chiefs are currently at. I know for Eagles fans, it's a frustrating situation to be in right now with the one and two start because you kind of started out on this high after beating the Falcons in week one. And then you go and you you know basically give away the game to the 49ers. Like you said, there are a couple of plays of beating themselves, uh, being sloppy, things of that nature from winning that game at home. Uh, in the you know home opener against the 49ers. Then week three, you come out really sloppy. Um, they looked completely out of sorts um, on offense. The defense wasn't able to stop anything from happening. So th- it was like a complete failure in week three. So you're like, okay, are they going to rebound in week four? What, are, what t- type of team are we, are we going to see against the Chiefs? It's almost like every single team is trying to create their identity and it sounds like both the Chiefs and the Eagles are in the same situation where you're trying to stop the bleeding. You're trying to, you know, rebound with a win here and, and get that two and two start. So Chiefs are looking for that. The Eagles are looking for that. Um, getting into kind of uh, where the Chiefs are at at the moment, uh, any 
significant injuries or people that are not practicing at the moment that might miss the game this week um, due to, you know, the course of time that has passed. I honestly don't keep enough track of the Chiefs to even name anybody to to be honest with you. So I'm, I'm leaning on your expertise on this one. Yeah, so the Chiefs have um, quite a few injuries that they're dealing with. Luckily, not a lot of them are severe. So um, cornerback Rashad Fenton is in concussion protocol. If I had to bet on it, I'd say he's probably not going to play um, unless he magically practices Friday, gets cleared, then maybe plays. Um, he took like a, a knee to the helmet from Austin Eckler. Um, Orlando Brown, left tackle, he's dealing with a groin injury. I believe he's going to play. He played last week. Chris Jones with a wrist, I think he will play. He played last week. Um, Frank Clark, he tweaked his hamstring or strained it or whatever in training camp, didn't play preseason, didn't play week one, came back week two, tweaked his other hamstring. Oh, no. Um, Which was weird. So now he has like a billion different hamstring problems. He did not play last week. So the Frank Clark kind of experiment has been something or the experience rather. And then Charvarius board um, cornerback, he strained his quad. He didn't play last week. So really a long story to a short uh, answer. Rashad Fenton, I don't think will play um, Brown and Jones, I think will. And then Clark and Ward kind of the question. Mark. Um, yeah. Kind of the question marks for it. Okay. Okay. And you definitely want to have Frank Clark out there just because he is, you know, a big defensive player. Uh, I think that he would probably help mitigate some of the issues that you guys have been seeing and, and the, the problems that the chiefs have had and slowing down uh, offenses, because it looks like at least for the first three weeks of the season, that offenses have scored at least 30 points on, uh, on the chiefs defense. So that's, that's a tough thing to overcome for for Patrick Mahomes for that offense to be able to try to win a shootout every single week that'll be a, a tough task i think yeah absolutely it's it's a lot easier said than done and like even when um you have so much talent offensively it is or at least i think like if i was that good at at something with my peers every week like being basically taken for granted and say so, you know the chiefs are good for 30 points this week or the Chiefs are good for five touchdowns or whatever. Um, when you're when you're devoid of talent defensively because of injuries or because of underperformance, when your offensive line's a little banged up or whatever, um, it definitely kind of puts a lot of pressure on a quarterback who, like people forget, Patrick Mahomes just turned 26. Like he's probably entering his prime now, um, but he's still a relatively young quarterback. Obviously. I've been in the league for four or five years now, but it's still a ton of pressure to put on him. Absolutely. And I think the saving grace for me, I think a lot of people in Eagles, uh, you know, fan base are kind of writing this one off as a loss for the Eagles. And I don't look at it that way. I'm always going to have a little bit more of a positive, uh, you know, perspective on the team. But the, the saving grace for me, the reason why I feel like this game could be sneaky competitive is the fact that it is in Philadelphia. The fact that the defense, our defense, the Eagles defense, will have the crowd home field advantage because, like you said, you know, your team really does put up a lot of points and it's hard to contain, you know, Mahomes and that speed of Hill and 
the abilities of Travis Kelsey, you know, being able to have, you know, home field advantage against those big players is uh, kind of the biggest advantage you can have when it comes to, to needing the ability to kind of throw them off their game. Yeah, absolutely. And the Eagles have some talent. Like if they jump out to a 10, nothing lead or 14, nothing lead or 13, nothing or 17, seven, whatever, like if they can jump out to more than like a seven point lead and extend it to two scores, um, the chiefs obviously are a team that's built to come back on, on pretty much anything. But with that said, um, Philly's a tough place to play. The crowd is uh, hostile. Um, they're they're a fun place to play, I bet. Um, I guess if I'm the opposing team, I don't think so. But it seems like a really cool environment. And it's kind of cutthroat in that if you're struggling, they're going to let you know. Um, but it does seem like a place that could give the Chiefs a little bit of trouble if they have their work cut out for them. Yeah. Are, are there any matchups you're looking at specifically in this game where you say, I don't like that matchup for the Chiefs or this is one where I feel we could take advantage? Yeah, I think really not just a um, positional matchup per se, but the the Eagles defense, like sneaky, I, I kind of like how they play. Um, they They force you to beat them it's like a death by a thousand paper cuts. And they kind of played that against the Cowboys and the Cowboys were like literally dinking and dunking like Tom Bradying their way down the field. And I was like, okay, um, the chiefs, they're good at that, but then they keep having these backbreaking turnovers where the chiefs, if they had it their way, they'd score on like two plays and right. force the other offense to score. But the Eagles, they're going to put too high, um, they're going to zone up the Chiefs. They're going to say, you know, at least judging off what they've done, I think they've only blitzed like five times this year, which is insane. Um, the Eagles just don't play the way a lot of teams have played the Chiefs. And I think this year it's kind of shifting to more of that Eagles strategy where they say we're going to force teams to beat us kind of the old-fashioned way rather than the new school, get Tyree Kill 98 yards down the field or what have you. Um, I think that's going to be fun. I think it's – uh, going to be a challenge for the Chiefs. And I think if the Chiefs kind of settle for field goals, I guess, instead of touchdowns on some of those drives, um, it's going to allow the Eagles to kind of do some fun stuff offensively and, and keep it competitive, like you said. Yeah, I mean, as far as you've seen, you saw Lamar Jackson against uh, them earlier this year. What are, you, what are you most concerned about when you see a guy like Jalen Hurts as the starting quarterback for the Eagles against that defense? Yeah, I think really two things. One, he he's fearless. Like Jalen Hurts is a gamer. He's going to uh, push the ball down the field if he can. I know that Nick Sirianni hasn't always given him or done him a bunch of favors this year, but I think that'll um, hopefully improve. I like watching the Eagles, so I'll always root for – uh, Jalen Hurts. I was I was skeptical of him even last year and even throughout the offseason when they were like non-committal a little bit about him being the guy. Um, they brought in Gardner Minshew. I was like, I don't know if they're a hundred percent behind this guy, but I think he's played well enough to start. It's kind of been rocky. Um, but to answer the question, I think really the Chiefs struggled a ton with Lamar Jackson. Granted, he's like in his own world when it comes to the offense and how he runs it. But right. um, Jalen Hurts is athletic. He's a fast guy. He is a gamer. He plays hard. He runs hard. 
Um, the Chiefs don't have – they have Willie Gay Jr., who's their athletic linebacker that has, like, that speed to potentially keep up with Jalen Hurts, um, but he's coming off injury reserve this week. I'm not sure if he's going to play. Um, I should have mentioned that. He's been a full participant in practice, um, I believe, on Thursday, though, so he's kind of up in the air a little bit, but the Chiefs just don't have a ton of athleticism to keep up with rushing quarterbacks. Granted, the Cowboys are one of the few teams that have that, like Micah Parsons and all them right. that can really contain him. Like it's not like on Madden where you can like put a spy on on Jalen Hurts or whatever and call it good. Um, if the Chiefs did that, he would he'd eat their lunch. Like it'd be horrible. So <laughs> I think really his his threat to run and his threat to just produce big plays, I guess, is something that um, I'd be a little scared of if I'm the Chiefs. They're gonna have to keep an eye on him for sure. That makes sense to me. I, I'm just dying to see the connection, the chemistry start to click for him and his receivers. I know, you know, they didn't play much in uh, preseason at all. So I'm just hoping, you know, week four after a, a few games, a few struggles are kind of working on, you know, the tape more. They're getting more opportunities to look at what, you know, the receivers doing, what the quarterback is doing, what the quarterback is seeing on the tape and things of that nature to really get a sense of, you know, this offense and and build the identity as we kind of talked about a little earlier. Um, At this point, I I don't really know like what your big off season acquisitions were. I knew you got rid of a couple of your starting O linemen, uh, but like what have been the bigger changes for you guys that you've been trying to implement at the, at this point? Yeah, really. So um, defensively, not a ton has changed for the Chiefs. Chris Jones has moved from um, defensive tackle to defensive end, and that's kind of yielded very, very inconsistent results. He had a great second half week one against the Browns. He got absolutely destroyed week two against the Ravens, then bounced back, had a decent game last week. Um, Offensively, a few things for the Chiefs, like one, losing Sammy Watkins has really forced the Chiefs hand and they they've tried um Demarcus Robinson and Mecole Hardman at wide receiver two. Um neither one has really stood out from the crowd. The Chiefs brought in Josh Gordon this week. He um almost surely is not gonna play on Sunday. I think he's gonna like take a couple weeks to um get going. But really the big acquisition is the entire offensive line, I guess. I mean, left tackle, they traded for Orlando Brown. They gave Joe Tooney a record-setting contract to be the left guard. They drafted Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith to be um, the starting center and right guard. They've both been fantastic. And then Lucas Niang, third-round pick last year, opted out, came back. Um, Really just, that's the main storyline, I think, in general, and the main off-season acquisition like set for the Chiefs has been kind of revamping the line, um, giving Patrick Mahomes more time to operate, giving him kind of more of a learning curve too. He's still definitely getting used to them. So that's going to be, I think, a year-long process for the Chiefs. But it's a unit that really if they play their cards right, they could have the same starting line for like four years. Well, that is really interesting because are they all healthy right now? Yeah, litter, uh, Brown has the groin injury, but he's oh, pretty he, much he healthy. And, that one. and then so have, Smith has we have three yes. starters. We have three starters yeah. on our O line that are currently uh, out. 
<laughs> yeah. And uh, J- Johnson showed up on the injury report as limited in practice today with an ankle injury. So we're all just like, hmm, what's going to happen? Do you guys, like, when I look at you guys, I'm like, okay, well, I don't feel great about our O-line at the moment. Like, how's your pass rush looking, even though the defense might be struggling? It's poor. Like, to be honest, it's it's very poor. That's been uh, one of the weak spots for them. So I, I wouldn't be too worried about that. I mean, anything will concern me after Monday Night Football against the Cowboys and how they were able to, you know, yeah. take advantage of the weakness of our O-line. But um, if you tell me that I, it's not something to be concerned about, I'll believe you. <laughs> well, I, I say that now and then like Chris Jones, will, like break the sack record or something. I, it'll right. be something insane. I was uh, I was talking to Ed Kratz of Eagle Maven uh, just before we came on and he was basically saying the same thing. Like even Landon Dickerson, the rookie, he's like, somewhat banged up so i the chiefs definitely know a thing or two about injuries on the offensive line that yeah that was a a tough situation for us this week uh just to have so many people go down and obviously we lost brandon graham uh for the year on our pass rush and that seems like that's you know reduced our our level of uh, ability to get to the quarterback at least in in week three uh when he was you know out of the game so I just I'm hoping that we can see some of these younger guys step up. Have you seen any young guys on your team step up and take on a role? I know you mentioned Nicole Hardman not really taking on that opportunity just yet, but anybody that you're looking at on the roster and saying, you know, this guy was a later round pick or, you know, a, a you know, flyer type of pickup and they're really, you know, performing above what they uh, were expected to or anticipated to do. Yeah, I think uh, Trey Smith, the the right guard, he was picked up in the sixth round, and really he had some weird medical uh, concerns. I think it was like a, a lung issue or blood clots or something like that. Um, don't quote me on that. It was something similar where he was out for like a year at Tennessee. Um, he was like a second-round talent. Like he was a really, really good football player. Just the medicals made him slide to the sixth. The Chiefs um, took a chance on him, and – He's top 10 in pass block win rate and run block win rate among all guards this year so far. Like he's been absolutely fantastic Um, for a six round pick to get like a four year starter. Like I mentioned, if they extend Orlando Brown, um, they're going to have Lucas Niang from right to left, Niang, Smith, Humphrey, Tooney, Brown for literally like four years along the line. And that's going to, um, to go from, completely decimated by injuries no depth anything to now the Chiefs literally are like making healthy scratches with starting caliber players on their offensive line um it's been an absolutely insane transformation Jordan let me just tell you I am so envious right now (laughs) like I was just thinking to myself it would be so great if the Eagles O-line wasn't like this big list of injuries every single year since the Super Bowl year that we were in so I am completely jealous of that outlook for your O-line definitely looking forward to this game what are you expecting to see from Andy Reid in his return to Philadelphia yeah I I think a little bit of everything. I think the offense is going to try to play mistake-free football, but they're also going to try to run the score up. Um, I think they're just ticked off 
and I don't think it really mattered who they were going to play this week. I think they were going to drop at least 30 on whoever it was. Um, defensively, yeah. I was not happy when I saw they lost because I was like, that's only yeah. going to hurt us more. <laughs> it's like when Tom Brady gets mad and you see the Brady face and you're like, he's going to like throw for 500 yards the next week. It, it's kind of getting to, um, it's getting to be that same thing with the, with the chiefs, I think. Yeah. And Tom Brady lost to the Rams last week and goes to new England this coming yeah. week. So let's get ready for all these really interesting reunion type games where, Maybe it's not so fun to to return or to uh to be the home team. So that will be a very interesting matchup for sure. Yeah, somebody like joked to um, Andy Reid this week. Like, are did you did you drop those two so you could save the the hundredth win with the Chiefs for Philly? Um, it's just <laughs> kind of a, a funny storyline here in Kansas City that um, Reid he's such a good guy that, like you said, even if um, fans like disagreed with some of his coaching decisions or thought that he was underwhelming. He didn't bring home the Super Bowl, obviously. Um, but Andy Reid's one of the best people in football. And I think that um, I'm just looking for the Chiefs to to play a clean game of football. Like they literally haven't won a game by more than like a score in like week eight of last season. Like it's been a very long time since the Chiefs have blown out anybody. Um, and I guess blowout is subjective. I don't know if there's like a, a defined point total for that. Um, but I think it's it's going to have to be a clean game for the Chiefs if they're going to be satisfied with it. That's totally fair. And I totally understand where you're coming from with that. This might not necessarily be much of a Eagles Chiefs type related question, but do you worry a little bit? It's so hard to get to the Super Bowl. I mean, the fact that the Chiefs were able to do it two years in a row, are you concerned or has anybody kind of, you know, mentioned the potential of this being a, a letdown year for you guys? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I'm very like aware of, of the, it's hard to do this. Like if it's the same thing, it's like, it's hard to beat the same team twice in a year, three times in a year, whatever, where there's no like real, I guess there's statistical data behind it and like probability, but I think the Chiefs have defied that en- enough or close to it to where if any team could do it, I think they could. With that said, they've been a little bit banged up. They've underperformed. Like if the Chiefs play sloppy football all season, they could get first rounded by a playoff team. Like they've lost back to back games against playoff caliber teams because they haven't played smart football. Um, so I think. It's it's definitely possible. I think a letdown year for them would be like eleven and six, which I mean that's insane that they've gotten Pretty to that good. point. Yeah, yeah, I think it's that's unreal that they've gotten that. Like if they if they didn't win the AFC West, I think people would like panic. Like if they went ten and seven, eleven and six, and were a wild card team behind someone, um, it would be like I, I don't even know what people would do. So that kind of is a <laughs> testament to how how big of an empire they've built um on the other side of that like i don't get why people kept throwing around the dynasty word like you can't even bring that up until you like go back to back or something it's not the, the chiefs got there once they played well um for like half of the game they won then they got there again um weren't able to seal the deal obviously i think they're they're a really good team they're going to be a really good team for a long time but like you said 
you can't get to the Super Bowl every year. And like getting there three times in a row is unbelievably hard. Um, so if they're going to do it, they really have to start cleaning some things up and be focused. I think both teams definitely are probably going into this week with that kind of mentality, trying to clean things up, trying to correct course and and get that two and two record. Both these teams are going to be very hungry. It's going to be a great game. Andy Reid back in Philadelphia should be a a definitely interesting storyline, regardless of what happens on the field. So definitely appreciate your insights tonight, uh, Jordan. Thank you so much for coming on. Please tell Eagles fans and listeners where they can follow you to uh, keep up with what's going on in uh, Kansas City. Yeah, absolutely. So um, if for some reason you you do want to read about the Kansas City Chiefs or Kansas City Royals, um, you can follow me on Twitter at Footnoted. That's F-O-O-T-E-N-O-T-E-D. Always doing really uh, a ton of content there, trying to pump out as much as I can. So Kelly, thanks so much for having me on. Thank you so much for joining me again. Uh, listeners, please go follow Jordan and, you know, stay interactive and talk about, you know, the sport and the matchup and everything that's going on with this team and the Eagles. So please also remember to subscribe to the Eagles Unfiltered podcast for future episodes and fly Eagles fly. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.